0: Welcome everybody, in person, um, live, Facebook, Zoom, thank you for giving up your time for joining us this evening for Spice of Life, Parshas Bow. the title of this evening that I wanted to delve into is Practice Makes Habit. And what I wanted to delve into is the nature of habit. Is it something good? Is it something bad? Is it something that we should strive for? Or is it something that we should try to avoid? What's the Torah's perspective on habit? Just a brief synopsis of the portion. Parsha's boat, we have the last three plagues. The last three plagues that were brought in Egypt. We know that there's three plagues because the Parsha is called Bo. The numerical value of the word Bo, Beis is two, Aleph is one, three. So this Parsha has three plagues in it. <clears throat> locust, darkness, and death of the firstborn. The Jewish people are given their first mitzvah as a nation, the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, sanctifying the new month. And they are commanded to perform the Paschal Lamb which was the first Seder night ever to exist and we have been doing that every single year for over 3,000 years. Same exact well very similar Seder they didn't have the Haggadah but um, at least the custom of having the Seder the mitzvah of having the Seder that's been over 3,000 years. Jewish people leave Egypt, And that sets the stage for next week's portion, which is Beshalach, where they're stuck at the Yamsev. God saves them by the splitting of the sea. That's a very brief synopsis of the portion. This mitzvah of the Paschal Lamb. There are many different mitzvahs that are contained within it. It's not just one mitzvah of, here's the Paschal Lamb, but there's many different aspects of the mitzvah that, in and of itself is another commandment that we can fulfill. <clears throat> the Sefer HaChinuch, which was authored by many who say Rab Aaron HaKohen lived from 1235 to 1290. He wrote this book as a bar mitzvah present for his son. And the Sefer HaChinuch goes through all the 613 mitzvos, the laws, the reason behind the mitzvah in order for his son who is now becoming a bar mitzah, for him to understand why we're doing what we're doing. Now that you're commanded to fulfill these mitzvahs, let's, let's see what you gotta do. So mitzvah number 16, he says, is the mitzvah of <clears throat> within the Paschal Lamb, no bone should be broken. No bone should be broken. That means that while it's roasting, while you're eating it, no bone should be broken, unfit for eating if so. Sounds like an interesting mitzvah. What is the the purpose, the point of that mitzvah? He says as follows. He says, and this is source number one on the sheets. He says that the reason behind this mitzvah is to remember the miracles of the exodus of Egypt. And he says the same way that it's not proper For Bnei malachim, for kings, for princes, for princesses, to go ahead and throw the bones to the dogs while they're eating, they're taking the bone away, things like that. They're going to get a nice pristine piece of meat, the pristine piece of chicken. Bones in food are to go ahead and having to separate. That's more for the normal folk, not for royalty. So therefore, he says, at the time that we became a kingdom of priests, at the time that we became royalty, at the time that we became a holy nation, therefore, God commanded us at this time to go ahead. And you are not allowed to have broken bones in the past. Because you are royalty. Now that you are free, you are royalty. You have to view yourself. You have to act as royalty on this evening. And therefore, the same way. That royalty would never be, well, let me separate the little bones like, Chef, you couldn't do that for me? Of course they're going to do it for me. The servants are going to do it for them. They're not going to be doing it themselves. So too you cannot have any broken bones that you're going to have to be sitting there sifting through to make sure because you are royalty. And he says, Umitoch maisa through this action, through this this comparison, That we are doing, it will be set in our hearts, in our souls, forever. Forever. And then he asks the following question. And it's not just a question on this specific aspect, but we can really ask it in general. He says, Don't think, my son. To Litvos al Dvarai Velomar to to ask the following on what I just told you. There's so many things that we do to commemorate the exodus of Egypt. On the Seder night, there's the Paschal Lamb, there's no broken bronze of the Paschal Lamb, there's there's matzah there's There's so many things that God is commanding us to do the night of the Seder. Why do we have so many things to remind us? of the Exodus of Egypt, of this miracle. He says, wouldn't you think one remembrance is good in order to make sure, you know, when it comes time for Pesach, we'll read the story of the Exodus, we'll we'll go and maybe we'll gather all together, we'll meditate, we'll sing a song, and maybe we'll have some matzah and that's it. But all these intricacies that we have at the Seder, And then when we had the Paschal Lamb during the times of the temple, all of those detailed laws, one might ask, why are there so many? Why are there so many? And we could extend that question, because the answer is the same. We could extend that question, not just to, why do we have so many things, Pesach night for the exodus of Egypt? Why do we have so many mitzvahs? Why does God command us in so many mitzvahs? All right, give us a few things for us to do, and that's it. Why are there so many mitzvahs, every single aspect of our lives, there's, there's another mitzvah, why? Why is that so? And he says that this type of question that you may be asking my child, he says, is the thoughts of a nar, of a, of a young lad. It's not a sophisticated thought, let me explain why. He says, listen to what I'm about to say, and this is why there are so many commandments. He says his famous concept dakia adam nifol pulosav, a person is affected becomes their actions. Vilibo Vakomachovosov Tamid Acher his heart, his thoughts are constantly after the actions that they do and that which they are involved with. Whether it's good or it's bad, we tend to go that path. He says, Even if someone is completely wicked in their heart, and all their thoughts, everything that they do is, is evil, is wicked. Rebellion against God, nothing to do with anything. If he just says, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a, a week trial, I'll give it a thirty day trial, and I will, I will, I will really focus, intense, involve myself in, in Torah and mitzvos, I'll do that. But I don't have the proper intent, I'm doing it for whatever ulterior motive there is. Immediately one will begin to go to the good. For when one does something not for the proper sake, it will eventually be done. And through the power of his actions, the evil inclination will die. Because after our actions, our heart, Follows, Our heart is drawn after our actions. And he says the opposite. It's not just a wicked person, but you could be the utmost righteous individual who only wants Torah, who only wants to fulfill the commandments. But if you start to go ahead and involve yourself in frivolous matters, if you start to involve yourself in the opposite path, then he said, you're going to end up falling, and you will end up becoming a completely wicked person. Even though you were so righteous before, but based upon the way that we act, our thought, our heart is drawn after that. That molds us the way that we are. And therefore he says, it's not just the Seder night. You want to know how to feel like royalty? You want to appreciate the fact that you became a nation on this evening, a kingdom of princes and princesses? Then you got to act like it. You can't have that broken bone. Yeah, you may think it's something small, but no, no, no. By not having that broken bone in your Paschal Lamb, you are acting, you are telling yourself, I am royalty. And you are going to feel that much more based upon your action. When you recline, yeah, we kind of do it not necessarily the way it was done as a ruler when you would lean all the way back and someone would pour for you. But when we recline, when we put out our finest china the night of the Seder, we are royalty. We do all of that because we are drawn after our actions. And that same concept applies. Why does God give us so many mitzvahs? Because by giving us mitzvahs constantly for us to do, where these mitzvos are reinforcing faith in God, trust in God, belief in God. All of these different things that are constantly happening by performing these mitzvos the more we act on them, the more they become a part of us. The more our heart, our thoughts are drawn after them. So therefore God says, I'm going to give you so many mitzvos constantly throughout the day. Because through those actions, you're going to come closer to me. Through those actions, you are going to become a different person in terms of your thoughts, in terms of your mindset, your heart, your soul. That's how you're going to get closer to me. That's why we have so many mitzvos. And the Sefer HaChinuch, this is his theme throughout, where he says, Ki Adam nifal kefi that a person is affected by their actions. The Mesil Shasharim, the Path of the Just, Ramoshe Moshe Chaim Lozado, 1707-1746, Very old, safer, but a timeless classic. You would think, and as many of you are here who are part of the Maseel Shasham study group, even though this was written well over 300 years ago, you would think that he's writing to this generation. And he says as follows. In chapter seven, he says, the trait of Zvezas, the trait of alacrity, he says, What happens if you don't feel it? There are times where we have that energy, where we have the enthusiasm, we're ready to jump and do the mitzvos with alacrity, but there are also times that we don't. There are also times that we don't. So what am I supposed to do? He says, Eight to Tova, I'll give you some advice. It's the second paragraph. He says, Hiloshi is dare's bird that one should nevertheless do it anyway. because when I go ahead and I run and I do something with that alacrity, that is going to create within me this desire to go ahead and do it. the external action, Moreris hapanimus, is going to awaken our insides and through that external we're going to end up feeling the inside where we will end up wanting to go ahead and do Torah study mitzvahs with that alacrity that same concept where yeah, we may not feel it where the thought process may not be there says in the if you do it If you go ahead and do the action through doing that action that will awaken our inside, that will stir something within that will get us to create a a desire within to go ahead and want to do it. Same concept. The more we act, those actions can stir up, can inspire, awaken our soul inside to go ahead and Want to do it even more, to add more sincerity to it because of the actions that we do. That is the advice that Masil Shisharm gives, very similar to what the Sefer Chinoch says. But it's interesting, and we're not going to answer this question right now, but it's interesting because within the same Masil Shisharm, he says as follows Chapter 23 towards the end of the book, we're on source number three, in the trait of humility, he says that there are two aspects of humility. There's humility in our actions and humility in our thoughts. So one would think, based upon what he just said, where our actions can stir, can awaken our insides, can get us to end up having the proper intent, can end up having more sincerity based upon our actions, one would say... You want to be humble? You may not feel humble right now. You know what? Act with humility. Do the things that a humble person does. Don't wear the fancy clothes that everyone's going to be looking at. You don't drive that fancy car where everyone's like, oh, wow. Don't do this. Don't do that where the attention is drawn to you. Rather, stick to yourself. You may not feel so humble necessarily right now, but... The more you act humble, as he said, then that humility will end up coming. That's what we would think. However, he says as follows. He says that when it comes to humility, if someone is not humble in their mind and their thoughts and how they feel, and they want to go ahead and be humble in their actions. They are like the humble people that are, are wicked. That are acting improper. You first have to be humble inside. You can't just put on that show. You can't put on that facade and... Act with humility when you yourself are not feeling humble inside. You first need to make sure that you are humble. And only after you are actually humble, then you could go ahead and act with humility. He doesn't say what we would have thought. He says the opposite, which seemingly is a contradiction. The same person where Moshe Chaim Lozado the Lusharim, says, on the one hand, You don't have that alacrity. You feel a little lazy. Okay, nevertheless, do it. And through doing it, that action, you will end up having that love, that desire, that yearning to go ahead and do it. Great. But when it comes to humility, he says the opposite. You first actually have to be humble in one's thoughts, in one's mind feeling. And then can you actually go ahead and put it into action. So there's a contradiction that needs to be explained. Why exactly is it different? We'll get back to that question. What I want to discuss for a little bit now is this concept of of herigel. goal is habit of being accustomed to things. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it something that we should strive to do because in a way i would say that in order to succeed in life and when i say succeed in life i mean in the spiritual sense in the spiritual sense to succeed one could easily say and this is something that's for sure brought down choosing good habits when you choose good habits when you set good habits then you are on a path to spiritual success. When you get into the routine of Torah study, of dominating, of of doing kindness, our actions that we may do that become habit, that becomes second nature, if we're always doing the good things, the good habits, then we're on a path for spiritual success. As opposed to going the other way, Where if we choose the negative path, and we go down the negative path, or we involve ourselves with actions that are detrimental to our spiritual growth, and they become a habit, then it's going to be that much harder to go ahead and grow and come closer to God. Spiritual success? Picking good habits. Because the flip side, the other way around, could make it that is extremely difficult to do. Rabbeinu Yona tells us in source number four, Pirkei the famous Mishnah who says, Im ena nili mili. says, "If I am not for me, then meili, who is for me? Ukshanila and when I am for myself, mani, what what am I? Vemlo If not now, then when?" Three different clauses we're going to focus on the last. Imlo Akshov Amasai. If not now, then when? Says Rubinu Yonah as follows. He says, Imlo if not now, be made niros while I'm younger. Then A then when? If I wait till I get older, then I'm not going to be able to do it. And he says as follows, he quotes King David and he gives a parable where you have this sapling, you have this young tree. So you plant the tree and as the tree is growing, you could kind of mold it, form it to a certain way. It's starting to bend a little bit so you could, you could push it the other way around. You could bend some of the branches to mold it to the way that you want it to grow. But as that tree gets bigger, as those roots set in the ground, as that trunk gets much larger where you can't move it, then it becomes that much harder, virtually impossible. Where if the tree is leaning, it's going to be leaning unless you get it cut down. If those branches are hanging over, you got to cut them down because they are set. They are stuck there. They have taken hold Within the ground? Rabbeinu Yona says so too is a person. When they're younger, the Kalhu, Leos it's much easier for them to go on the proper path and stay away from the bad. Avalim Hiskin Barisho, but if I get older in my wickedness, in my bad habits, then kasha be'ena lahanicha, it's going to be very hard to to fix those, change those habits. The time to properly pick the good habit path is when we're younger. For sure when we're children. It starts from the moment that they're born. And as we get A little older, it becomes a little bit more difficult. And a little bit older, we become a little bit more set in our ways. And then before you know it, you're struggling with this challenge. In whatever trait it may be, that it's just become a part of you. And therefore, Abedinu Yonah says, if not now, while we're younger, then when? It's going to be that much harder. But he says a fascinating line. He doesn't say that when you get older in one's wickedness, kasha lahanicha, it's harder to leave it. That's not what he says. He says, kasha be'enav lahanicha, it's harder in his eyes to leave it. Yes, it's true that it's very difficult to change a habit that has taken root within oneself. But what Rabbeinu Yonah is saying is, it's not unattainable. You could do it. It's kasha ba'enav. It's hard in your eyes. Your perception. You have defined yourself as such a person. You have said that this is who I am. I can't do that. You don't know what life is going to be with this change. It's kasha ba'enav. It's hard in your eyes. And then it's hard to change. Because the longer you go... The longer you act a certain way and it becomes a part of you, then that's how you define yourself. That's how you see yourself. And now to all of a sudden go ahead and say, I'm not that person. I'm, I, I really should be doing this. That is very difficult to do. Rabbeinu Yona says, in terms of us, you could do it. Even when you get older, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But you could actually change one's habit. The biggest challenge is right here, one's perception. How do I see myself and how do I respond to that change? Is it undermining my whole essence or am I able to say, that's not me as a person. Yes, that was an action, but that's not me and I could redefine who I am. Picking good habits is an extremely important crucial path in our growth because as rabbeinu says once it takes a hold like that tree and once it plants itself firm within our souls it is it's much harder because of the perception that we have and it starts at such a young age if we look at source number 5 the gemaran tractate is. tells us as follows where the Gemara brings down that Rav, who's quoted all throughout the Talmud, Rav had a very difficult wife. He had a very difficult wife. Where the Gemara says that he would ask for lentils and she would make him peas. And he would ask for peas and she would make him lentils. So his son, Chia, grew up and he would take the order for his father, bring it to his mother, say, hey, dad would like this. And he picked up on what's going on. So he said, oh, dad really wants lentils. If I tell mom lentils, she's gonna make peas. If I tell mom peas, then dad will get what he wants. He'll get his lentils. So has switched around the order. So he would go to his mother, hear his father's order, switch it to the other one, And then he would get the food that he actually wanted. And Rav, the Gemara says, Rav said to his son Chia, Now that you are the waiter, now that you're taking orders and bringing it to mom, I see that she's improved. She's actually listening to what I'm saying. So Chia said, Dad, I figured it out. I changed the order. I go ahead and I change the order. That's why you're getting the food that you want. So he says as follows. Rav says, great idea. I, I, I should have thought of that on my own. Great idea. However, he says, At lo sabed however, you shouldn't do this. Because the verse states in Yermia. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They weary themselves to commit iniquity. What Rav is telling his son Chia is, you may think this is something innocent. You may think that you're doing this to help me. But you shouldn't do this. Because what you're training yourself to do, albeit very small, is to lie to bend the truth. And it's a little something now, but that takes effect, takes root within ourselves. And after that takes root, you'll end up, okay, I do a little bit here, and then I do a little bit there, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And before you know it, nobody could trust you. Nobody can listen to anything that you say because you are just known as the liar. But where did it start? A lot of times when you were younger, Rav is telling his son, I appreciate your noble efforts, but don't go ahead and train yourself to do this because you are allowing this trait, a falsehood to take root within you. And it's going to be much harder. It's going to become that habit where it's much harder to get rid of it. It's only going to grow and grow and grow. Fascinating. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and again, there's different customs. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was known for his... Unbelievable trait of M's of truth. There's a custom at the Seder. There's a custom at the Seder that many have. That as the leader of the Seder breaks the middle matzah, one goes to the afikomen, one gets used for later on. So the children steal the afikomen. They steal the afikomen. It's a custom that we'll discuss that when it comes time for Pesach why that custom, why it came about. However, it was not done in Rybakov Kamenetsky's house. And he said, even though, yes, it's a custom and it's... A, we don't tell our kids to steal. Now, yes, it's a long-standing custom that we have and many of the great sages do it to this very day. And I've done it in the past. But someone, Rybakov Kamenetsky, was so attuned to this trait of honesty. I, I can't tell my kids to, to steal. It's not what we do. Same type of concept, because at such a young age, it could take effect. And when it takes effect, it grows and grows and grows. It becomes potentially that habit where, as the Sefer Chinoch says, we are affected by our actions. And that's how we're going to end up the path that we choose. Again, Maseel Shasharim tells us when it comes to this Trait or this concept of habit of hair gold. He says that when it comes to alacrity, one of the great causes of where one could lose alacrity is, is laziness. Laziness. And the greatest aspect of laziness is a person just wants to relax. They don't like working hard. They love just, just enjoying life, taking it easy. He says a person like this, The service to God is going to be a big burden, right? Because a person, he says, wants to eat in peace, right? They want to eat whenever they want to eat. They want to sleep without being bothered. And all these different aspects that will end up being throughout. And then you want to tell them, you got to get up early to go pray. You got to go to Shul. Right? And then you can't eat a longer meal because services are coming up, so you're not going to be able to eat this five-course meal during the week unless you start earlier. But earlier, you're at work, so you want to come and sit home and just relax and take it easy and eat this big meal. But but you got davening. Afternoon services, evening services. You, you got to go. You can't go ahead and have this this long meal, or you got to go ahead and do this mitzvah, whatever it may be, at a specific time where you just got on the couch. Sorry. So this person is going to struggle with all those different concepts for sure to go ahead and with alacrity study Torah, perform a mitzvah. And then he says as follows, Someone who accustoms themselves to these types of actions. They are not in control of themselves. Lasos They're not in control to be able to do the opposite of what they want. hergel. Such a beautiful language, because they are already imprisoned, their will is already imprisoned in the prison of habit. Hanasa it's become second nature. The way we act, as we've seen from all these sources, good or bad the way we act takes root, we become imprisoned to the nature that we have created, the, habit, the habits that we have created that are very hard to go ahead and break. To appreciate the fact that on the one hand, choosing that good path is so crucial Going down the path of good habits is such where we are instilling within ourselves where it becomes that second nature that it's built into our life to do these things. To do kindness, to study Torah, to give charity, to perform mitzvahs. The more we involve ourselves with those actions, it becomes the second nature. We change as an individual because of those habits. And on the flip side, if we go the opposite path with any trait, And it takes hold and it takes effect. The longer we wait, the harder it is because of the perception that we have. Not that we can't break it, but Rabiniana says the perception that we have. And it affects our whole mindset. It affects who we are as a person. It's interestingly, we say every single day, right after the 18 blessings... Berachos the morning blessing. So we thank God for all these different things, and then we say, "Yih Ratzon, may it be Your will, God." Shatagi Secha, that you make me accustomed habit in Your Torah. So we're praying to God to make the Torah a habit for us. That's part of our prayer. Says the Vilna Gon something phenomenal. This is source number seven. The Gaon says, Ki nefesh ha-Yisraeli, Because a Jewish soul, yesh la ba ratzon v'tshuka lomod ha-torev. There is this innate desire, will, to want to study Torah, to learn Torah. It's, it's neshama, the soul inside is craving it, it's yearning for it. Rak ha'chisaron hu, masha go ba hafachim. What is lacking is because we have accustomed ourselves to things that are the opposite. As our sages tell us, right, if, if, if we abandon one day, then it'll come to two days, three days, even more. Kikasha Margo Atam Bidvaram Bitavam Vilaitana is when a person habituates themselves into sarcastic matters into frivolous matters into things that are anti-spirituality. There becomes this great desire for it where you're not able to separate from it. The more we act on that, it becomes ingrained. I I can't. Even if I want to, I'm, I'm pulled the other way. But the opposite, he says. Who Misha Margo Torah? one who accustoms themselves in studying Torah, Masig Lazad chuka Atsuma Vechesh they are creating within themselves this great strong force of a desire that they're just going to want to continue to satiate that appetite. That soul is just going to grow more and more. They're going to want it more and more. And therefore he says... Anum the Vilnagon says... We know... That if I go on the right path... If I accustom myself to studying Torah... And there are so many different programs that there are out there... Whether it's two mishnayos a day... A page of we could. There's apps that we could listen to lectures... The more we accustom ourselves and go down that path, that desire is going to grow and grow and grow because it has taken root. It becomes who we are. We are somebody who studies the Torah. We are growing that appetite within our soul that every single Jewish person has. But if we go the other way, if we don't involve ourselves with it and we involve the other way, then that takes effect.
1: That goes ahead
0: and... We end up, even if we wanted to study, we have to push so hard. We have to break those shackles because we have a desire the other way of, I want to go ahead and pursue or fulfill that desire of going into those other matters. That's a prayer that we say every single day. And again, spiritual success Picking good habits. Picking good habits. That doesn't mean that once we do it, we're all set to go. We're never going to get enticed. The inclination is always there. But when we've set those roots within ourselves, we've set ourselves up for spiritual success, that is the good habits that we pick. But it's interesting. Because yes, picking a life of good habits is a key to spiritual success. It's something that we all need to do as we see from all these sources how important it is. But it's interesting. The prophet Isaiah tells us, chapter 29, verse 13, he says as follows. He says that, look at this nation. With their mouth, with their lips, they honor me. Meaning he's talking to God. and however their heart is very distant from me. <inaudible> they fear me. However, they're doing things by rote. Where the prophet Isaiah comes and there is a taina, there is a complaint against the Jewish people. You're doing the service. You're saying the prayers, your lips are moving. You understand fear of God, but mitis and your heart is very distant from me. You're doing things by road. So, yes, on the one hand, as we've just shown from all these sources, picking good habits is crucial to our spiritual success. But at the same time, a potential pitfall when it comes to a habit is doing things by road. Lacking the meaning behind it. And the Malbim, one of the great commentaries on the Torah, on the, on the prophets. The Malbim is an acronym for his name. His name was uh, Mayor Leibish Ben Ben Moshe, I think. He was a great leader. 1809 to 1879. He says as follows. He says, what is this problem of Mitzvah Sanashim of doing things by rote? he says Lomar, Ki there's two different ways to perform mitzos. there are those Rak mitzah they do mitzos because they've been doing this since they were a young kid that, that, that's how they've been acting Mibli without any intent without any thought Uvechol yodei they know That this is a mitzvah from God. They know why they're doing it. They're not doing it because God commanded me to perform this mitzvah. But because my parents, my grandparents, teachers, they told me about this mitzvah. That's why I'm doing it. When I was a little kid, they instilled within me, look, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So I know that there's a mitzvah called Shabbos, but do I actually think what Shabbos means? I know there's a mitzvah called prayer, and I'm saying all the words, and I know that, but do I actually know, feel what I'm saying? There's a mitzvah of lulav, there's a mitzvah of shofar, there's a mitzvah, and those are a little easier, but still, even though one time a year we still struggle, because, okay, here it comes again, the next mitzvah of, of, the, of the year. He says, They don't know the reason behind the mitzah. They don't necessarily appreciate what they are doing. They're doing it because they're accustomed to doing it. If you ask people that have been keeping Shabbos from the moment that they were born, why do you keep Shabbos? What, what do you mean? I, mean I, I don't know not keeping Shabbos. He says K'al yidei tainos through this complaint Hashem v'tameyam that a person is supposed to understand the intent behind the mitzvahs their reasons their just reasons to understand that for your own benefit to understand that it instills within you faith, trust Belief in God, so many different aspects, the more we feel that, the more we know, the more we understand, the greater intent, the greater sincerity. So you can have somebody who was religious their whole life. Why do they keep kosher? What do you mean, I always keep kosher? Why do I keep Shabbos? That's what I always do. And yes, I can understand, I know God commanded us to keep Shabbos, but do we really know and understand So yes, picking a good habit is true, and that's the path to spiritual success, but at the same time, we have to appreciate that with that comes a potential pitfall where we lose that intent, where we lose the thought behind it. And it's not just if you were religious your whole life, but even if you're doing it for years, where let's say for the first 40 years of my life, I wasn't doing any of these things. And now you're 60. Now you're 50. And for the last 10, 20, 30 years, you have been doing it. It becomes the same type of habit. It's not the same feeling as we had before. Yes, we may have a greater appreciation, but that struggle is still there because with the habit, which is a good thing, comes this potential problem of... Not having the sincerity, the motivation, the proper intent to go ahead and fully, really know the reasons to appreciate why God commanded us to do it. To go into a Seder night as we read, knowing that you can't have a broken bone with the paschal lamb. Why? Not because that's what my parents told me to do, but because you're royalty. So now when I go ahead and do it, it's a totally new mitzvah. It takes on a new form, which is, wow, I'm royalty. And when I go ahead and perform and do it, I can add so much more intent, so much more sincerity. And we'll end off with this, and we'll get back to that original question that we had with the contradiction of the Mesil Shasharim. Rabbi Isaac Sher, he writes as follows. He says that when the Navi when Yeshaya went ahead and there was a complaint against the Jewish people, that you're doing things by road. Don't think, he says, don't think that the Jewish people fell to a low level. Don't think, he says, that, that they, there was no thought process whatsoever. He says, of course. He says that many people mistakenly think that the many mitzvahs that we do, that we have been taught, accustomed to doing, they're without thought, they're just by rote. That's what the Navi was crying about. He says, where we may think that all of our actions are good, we're performing the mitzvahs great. But because there was no thought to it, it's it's as it's, it's as if it's nothing. That's how many people might explain that verse. That look, you guys are doing the words, but your heart is very distant from me. You're doing things by rote. Don't think that that's nothing. He says that's a major mistake. He says we are all good in our actions. And even the actions he says that we are accustomed to doing. He says, The fear of God, It's coming from habit. It's coming from because that's how we were taught, educated. We are righteous in our actions. So what's the complaint? Our thought when we're actually performing the mitzvahs, the thought process that we need needs great understanding great understanding and he says that the Torah by giving us these mitzvahs to understand similar to what the Mamim says is to be able to have a thought process while we're performing the mitzvah when we do it to stop for a moment and think why why am I doing this what is the reason what is the purpose for it so many times we are just on autopilot where we're just going and going. And before you know it, I put on tefillin, I put on talus, I daven, but I can't tell you what I thought about or what I said. What the complaint of the prophet is, do things by road, do things by habit. That's a great thing. You're doing the mitzvahs. You're doing what you're supposed to do. But have some thought to it. And therefore, when it comes to the mishil charm the path of the just, You should go ahead. The external awakens the inside, yes. But in order for you to get on that path, in order for you to become that person, one and the same, not just actions, but the internal matching the external, there has to be some thought. You can't just go on autopilot. Of course, that awakens. But if I don't have any thought to it, if I don't have any sincerity, any intent, then it's not going to take hold. You want to become humble In action, then it also has to be in your thoughts. Then your actions will be capitalized and you'll become that humble person. But until that happens, the actions will work to an extent. What Rev. Isaac Sher is telling us, based upon this navi, is don't think that by doing the actions without any thought, that that's horrible. No. It's a beautiful thing. You're doing the mitzvahs. It's taking effect. It's... It's helping you. It's planting those roots. The complaint of the navi was that even though you have chosen the right habits to go about the rest of your life, make sure that while you are doing it, there's some intent, there's some thought process. Pause for a moment before and ask yourself, why am I putting on tefillin? What is the reason for this? We may not have that thought every single moment of every single time we do it, but at least once a week let's learn the reasons the Sefer Echinuch Maimonides so many different people explain the reasons behind the mitzvah so we're able to understand and appreciate the beauty behind it or to at least have a recognition of why am I doing this? because God commanded me to do it not because this is just what I do not because my parents taught me, my grandparents, my teachers at school, but because God commanded me to do it. Just that thought, that little bit of sincerity and intent could transform that action to snap it out of the good habit, which is something good, and make it even greater. Bottom line, what I hope we could take out is that habit is something that's crucial to our spiritual success. It's something that we need to have those patterns to make sure that we choose the good path to surround ourselves with the actions that we do to inspire us internally to grow, to awaken that soul. As the Vilnikon says, our soul is yearning, it's desiring to study Torah. We just have to go down that path. So, choosing that is spiritual success, avoiding it is key. Because once we allow those traits to take root, when we're younger, as we saw from the Talmud, it could take effect and before you know it, years later, you're all of a sudden the biggest liar. The easier it is to help mold like that tree is while it's still growing, but once it's rooted, it's very hard to budge. But that budging is the perception. It's not that it's so difficult because we could. We could change, but it's the perception that we have. And within the habits, within the good path that we choose to understand and appreciate that there is a pitfall, that we shouldn't just always run our life on autopilot where we don't think about anything that we're doing, but we should at least, at different moments, hopefully all of them, but at least different times to be able to stop and think, why am I doing what am I doing? What is the purpose of this? Why is there this mitzvah? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And the more we can understand the reason to make it as personal as possible, to understand that God commanded me and that's my job in life, then we'll be able to take those good habits, transform them into something unique, something great, coming closer to God in our service. Thank you everybody for joining us this evening.